Welcome to Singapore's Real Estate Explained Podcast. Listen up, providing you with bite-sized real estate information you can trust and motivation on the go. Proudly presented by your host, Jervis Isaiah Ung, millionaire real estate broker, real estate coach, and investor. Powered by JNA Real Estate, the real estate brand of our generation. So in the past few days, we have asked you what are some of the questions you may want to ask to our very special guest today. He is none other than Mr. Mohammed Ismail Ghaffal, who is the CEO of the largest listed real estate agency in Singapore currently. And we have heard you. So all of the questions are right here in this box. And there are some sensitive questions inside. So stay tuned to watch how this video turns out. Hi guys, today we have a special guest with us. He is none other than our boss, our CEO at PropNext. It's Mr. Mohammad Ismail Gafor. Hi. Thanks for being here today. All boss. the viewers really excited. But actually, you know I'm used to giving a lot of interviews. <laughs> but I think this is going to be something different. That's what Jervi says. That's right. And let me take it through. It's going to be a personal one. Sure. And what happened, right, boss, was that uh, the past week, our mm -hmm. team actually have asked a lot of questions online. Okay. And all these mostly are from 21 to 25 year olds. Fine. So there are a lot of personal questions inside. Sure. And you must be comfortable answering all of them. As long as it is does, doesn't touch something... Sensitive. Yeah. If it's then too sensitive, you let me know. Okay. Okay, yeah, so no we worries. will begin yeah. now. We will be asking a series of 10 questions, not everything inside. Yeah. So in this episode, it's going to be so interesting. Alright boss, maybe we can take a pick for the first okay, question. Okay, let me take something deeper. <laughs> ah, we yeah. put some of the more sensitive ones up. Thank you boss. Okay, let's see. Yeah, I mean, that's a very okay question that I can answer. The yeah. question is, why is Mr. Muhammad Ismail balding? He's so rude, who is the one who wrote this? I think it runs in my family. family. Actually, for those of you who know my younger brother, Nizam Gafor. Yes, a senior leader in He is four years younger than me. He has got totally no hair. And you still have. So I'm one better than him. Yes. Yeah, my younger days. Maybe I if I take back, problem. I will send it to you. Yes. Afro hair of five times of yours. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's all the stress and enjoying the journey. I'm really not worried about these things. I'm happy as what I look like. That's right. And he still looks handsome. And leading the largest listed company, real estate company in Singapore is definitely not easy. Surely we'll lose hair one. Correct. All right, okay. the second question. Okay, let's see. Okay, this is a very good question, especially from you, mm. right, Mr. Ismail. How, the, how do you feel mm -hmm. about competition? Competition? That's right. Beautiful. Honest to believe me, I always want to win. That's in me. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not a sore loser because put it this way. Today Propnex is number one, but we were never number one all the time. When I grew and started the company, I always wanted to achieve a target and to aim. But along the process, Propnex was once number one. And I remember in year 2008, Headline News in Channel News Asia, we terminated 2,800 salespeople on one day. And that was simply because we wanted all our salespeople to have compulsory professional indemnity insurance before even CA was formed. Yes. And many of the agents felt that, why are you wanting to set such standards? I'm not a crook agent to buy insurance, but I say, let's protect the consumers. And when I give some deadline, and by the deadline appeared, and these 2,800 salespeople 
choose not to and we send a letter to say from tomorrow you are no more with Propnix. And that means immediately from number one, I was no more number one. But it is never about being number one. To me, competition is healthy. Competition put us in a very positive energy as long as you take it in the right spirit. On the other hand, I also think honestly, I mean to many of the listeners may think that am I telling the truth, but believe me, honestly, I think I don't have a competition. Wow, <laughs> that's the honest truth. Not because I'm number one. Even when I was number two or when I was beginning, the competition is within me. It is about me improving every day and adding value in the process. It really doesn't matter. So what even if I'm number one? There are how many more people, successful entrepreneurs around the world who have achieved so many things. Admire them, learn from them, just do your best. All right, on to the third question. You can reach. Okay. The, the deeper it is, the more sensitive the question is. Okay, never mind. Okay, maybe <laughs> the next one I think uh, in some of the... Okay, amazing. Okay, this is from one of our followers and they asked, what is an advice for millennials who is looking to start a business or looking to start like an agency, real estate agency like yourself? Okay, I mean, please don't feel um, I mean negative about it. If you're a millennial, don't bother to start an agency. It's not easy. Be part of an agency to grow hugely. And I will tell you this is for a very valid reason. Even if I'm a millennial now, that will be the same advice for myself. I will choose not to start the agency. Then he said, are you telling this from a selfish approach because you do not want competition? No, not true. Because we have changed the real estate business so much so, I mean, for all the listeners of that, and especially if you're young millennials, imagine you earn $100, the company gives you $90, the company have $10, under our dual career path, the manager and leader get $4, the company have got balanced $6, and out of the $6, we have a pension program of another $0.40, cents and a breakout of $0.90, cents. the company have got $5.10 for $100 that you earn, and yet I have to provide huge amount of support with our overhead of rental per month, 200 over 1000 Staff cost 400,000, don't attempt. That's my advice. But be smart. The good thing about millennials are, you are so creative. The digital world space, add value, make a difference, create value add. Just be part of a system that adds values to you. That will be my real advice. That's right. And I can really attest to this because sometimes I want to ask you a question, boss. Company takes so little, so how do you cover your overhead costs? Yeah, so believe me, yeah. as I said that, in fact, I shared during the Millionaire yes. uh, uh, program or the, the award presentation. Why even companies with 1,000 over salespeople in Singapore couldn't exist? Right. I mean, I'm very happy, nothing negative or what. Dr. Dennis Fee is a very good friend of mine. He has been in the business for over 20 over years. Yes. He decided to merge with us and we took over all the agents. And there are other companies like DTZ and many others with 1,000 over. And there was a company that was once had by the name of HSR, a few thousands of salespeople. Today, all of these people don't exist or they have merged with someone yes. else. The reason here is this is so competitive and that's why it may not really make huge sense. But the only way why Propnex can make a difference 
because there are three things that exist in Propnex. Number one, good people. That's right. It is very important. When you grow your team, even team, don't talk about a company, even your team, you need to have very like-minded people, alignments of core values. When this is not there, you cannot grow. Number two, it is all about having that value of making a difference in the life of others. Yeah. If you're focused with just creating money, it's not possible. Yeah. And thirdly, it's in the culture. Propnex culture is always about sharing. Yes. So if any team or any company who wants to compete, if they cannot get this DNA right, it's going to be tough. That's right. That's the way I look at it. Okay, next question, Mr. Ismail. Okay, I take the first <laughs> from that. I hope that you can get this question that I really wanted to ask actually. Let me see. Ah, this is something that actually What was the hardest decision you have to make as a leader which others may not agree? Yes. Okay, fine, fine. It's true. I think there are many, 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 many situations. The good thing here is this, decisions are guided by core values. That's why I always tell them. And one of the key things here is this, I never pray to money. Yep. The day when you pray to money, you will be blinded. And when you are blinded, you will cut corners. And when you cut corners, you will do things that you are not aligned with the core values that you desire. So that's the key thing. But the hardest decision for me here is this. I mean, to start with, wow, the thousands of it. I choose to marry my wife is one of the hardest decisions. <laughs> I hope that Mrs. Isma is not watching this. Yeah, I don't know, but of course, but it's in a very positive way. Because I was put to a test that my dad said, if I want to marry my wife, he disowned me. Wow. So I walked away from home and I choose to marry my wife today. Yeah. We are so happy and I'm so glad I made that right decision. But today I'm back with my mom and dad, we are all together. But it is a decision I have to walk out. I mean, there was just a little difference of race and religion, not because of anything else. Uh, my parents wanted someone else, or an arranged marriage, but I say it's my life. Yeah. So I'm forced to make decision as an early age of 20s. Wow. Yeah. So that's the starting point. Then I went on to the army and stayed there as a pensionable officer. Yes. Which means if I remained in the army and at the age of 50, I will get a one lump sum graduate of more than a million dollars. Wow. But at the age of 32, after 13 years of service, I choose to resign. And I forego the million dollars. And in fact, if I choose to stay another three more years, 35, yeah. I qualify for a scheme known as volunteer early release and I can get about 140,000. That's a lot. So it's, it's a dilemma of should I wait another three years and get 140,000 or choose to remain for another 18 years and get a million dollars or make a decision to exit and do what you desire to do. Wow. So it's decision point. Yes. Okay. I mean, starting Propnex was a decision and we had five partners and then we had so many things that we did or is it terminating the 2,800 salespeople when I mentioned earlier or adding It's about decision. So it's, I won't say it's toughest. To me, making decision is not the toughest thing. Yes. Because as I said a thousand times, it is guided by values. You always make a decision for the goodness of your people and yourself and societies at large. Yeah. So that being the case, a decision is not tough to me. I see. And I will make another hundred decisions in front of me. I'll be guided by this and I will still make. I see.
Yeah. Alright, the next question. Ah, what was your dream job when you were younger? Dream job? Was it really real estate? Um, okay. Honest truth, I wasn't a very ambitious person. Mm. Yeah when I was young. Because we come from a very poor family. My dad was an immigrant uh, and five brothers and one sister. We grew up in a one bedroom rental HDB flat. Five of us in just in the living hall. As a news vendor, my dad, we helped in deliver all the five boys, wow. my siblings, wake up at 4.30 a.m. and deliver newspapers. Yeah. So I, I honest truth, never in my 18 years before I went into the army, I had a dream of what I want to be. Never. Because day every day was a struggle. Yeah, yeah. So that's why when I went into the army, it was a dream. Because army was like, wow, life is so good. At home, you wake up at 4.30 a.m. to deliver newspaper. Army wake up 5.30, I can sleep one <laughs> hour longer. Yep. And army had a little bit more freedom. Yes. So and that's why I straight away signed on in the army as a regular. Yes. That was my dream. <laughs> my dream only came in the age of 18 when I entered the army and I chose that dream. Yes. But then eventually I realized as much as I love the army, and that's why I continued to serve the army until year 2019. Yeah. Because we were poor. Yeah. When I was 18 year old boy, as I took the bus to go to army camp. I had a buddy of mine who always we go together when we book in camp. As we passed Kavanaugh Road, he told me his uncle's solo property, and I'm talking about in the 1980s, oh. solo property at Kavanaugh Road. His uncle was a civil servant and he made a quarter million dollar profit. That's a lot in the 80s. And I thought, hey, I, I almost like feeling a bit dizzy at the time. <laughs> We woke up and delivered a newspaper those days. For younger generation, you may not know. Sin Chu Jikpo, Nanyang Siang Pao, yeah, Sin Ming Daily. Sin Ming Daily, yeah. Yeah, but right now it still exists. <laughs> la. So the earlier ones all <laughs> now <laughs> don't have. Yeah. Yeah. So every paper that we sell, we get four cents. Because it's 20% of 20 cents those days, yeah. four cents. I said four cents. I wasn't able to quickly deduce 250,000 divided by 4 cents how many papers <laughs> I said so difficult to count yeah. but I knew if I own 4 properties and each I can make 250,000 I will be a millionaire yes. and that passion grew that I want to know more about properties I see and that was a dream okay quick quick one okay thanks let's see what it is what was his journey like when he was younger? All, All rosy. rosy. I think it's something you mentioned. Yep. Okay. So I think specifically they want to know about maybe my real estate journey. Correct. That's okay. Right. My yeah. real estate journey. Your real estate journey. How it yeah. all started. And okay. Fine. Let me just talk about my real estate journey. That's right. My first property was a HDB three room at Mountbatten, Jalan Batu Block Five. Yeah. Stayed there for a couple of years, and then I felt that I wanted to upgrade. And then we bought our first condo. I think I'm talking about the late 1980s. And the property was known as Normanton Park, the old one. Old one. Yep. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. I bought that at that time from now retired, probably or what? I'm not so sure. Our minister, Lim Sui Se. Wow. 
he was the owner and I went there and we negotiated. And just to let you know, I bought it for $90,000. Yeah. It's not even the cost of a car now. So. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And um, stayed there for a couple of years and I was I really loved the place because suddenly Normanton, you know, it's a very yes. such a huge landscape. So you have got tennis court, you've got a small football field, you've got a basketball court. And I was a young man and I was enjoying all the things and so on. Stayed there for a couple of years and then I got a posting to Brunei for one year, came back, saved a little bit more money, and I felt that I wanted to upgrade. And I sold the Normanton Park for 135000 so I made a 50% profit. Whoa. So I was so bloody happy. <laughs> yeah. You know, for those people who, when it went on block, yes. people got 1.7 to 1.8 million dollars. <laughs> but no regret. Yes. Because that 45,000 increment had made me many more than the on block. Definitely. And then we decided to buy an inter-terrace house in the 90s, early 90s. And believe me, a lot of people advised me not to buy. Especially my seniors. I was a very young lieutenant in the armed forces. Salary wasn't so great. My wife was also a regular in the armed forces. But she was also an officer. Combined, our income was not huge. And we wanted to buy a brand new inter-terrace house at the eastern part of Singapore. And it only cost 610000 But we couldn't raise the money. Okay. We couldn't raise. We went to so many banks. They said, nope, not rejected. We can't and whatever. But eventually, one bank, one local bank gave us the loan. And that's where we bought a property at $610,000. So from a three-room to an condo to an inter-terrace. We stayed in the inter-terrace for some time and suddenly we didn't like it. I mean, my wife had a miscarriage because it was a three-story and the end suites, the biggest room was on the third floor, up and down and so on. I said, no, 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 no. We want a single story. So we sold the inter-terrace and bought near Coven, Richard's place, it's a road, yes. a semi-detached, 3,735 square foot land, single story. Guess what's the price? $850,000. $525,000. <laughs> a semi-D, 3,735 square foot. Wow. Those days, I bought it at $525,000. That was in the 90s. 90s, early wow, 90s. 500, that's, not, that's like a HDB price. Yeah, but I tell you, it's a HDB <laughs> price. But you see, maybe I, I, I don't envy you all being millennials because you're working so hard. We worked hard too. But see, I mean, that's why I never regret about that's holding right. on to the nomenclature. Yeah. It is always a journey, yeah. okay? And, and I never even stay in the semi detached one night. Never. So you just split the option? No, no, no. Yeah. I rented the place for a good 10 years. Wow. And because I and my wife, we didn't have uh, any children then. Yes. So we bought a Mandarin Garden studio apartment wow. and stay live to the fullest. Because Mandarin Garden is like in a resort yes, living. It's big. So we, we just had and then we just collected rental. Yes. And I'm telling you, we are not even 30s. Uh. We are still 20 plus those days. Wow. Uh. So that's how we make our move. So, and I'm still in the armed forces as a regular. You know, now what gives me the courage to say, hey, I want to go out. I come to a realization, our knowledge, myself and my wife, so much better than many salespeople those days. Yeah. Because we have owned it, we have owned a HDB, a condo upgraded, yeah. and then bought a semi-D and we own two properties. Yes. While we are still a civil servant. In your 20s. In our late, late 20s, 20s by that time. Wow. And we say that, hmm, that's why I left the armed forces at the age of 32. I see. Okay. 
I felt that I want to go out there and make a difference to have more people achieve their dreams yeah. and their dream homes. Yeah. And that's how the birth of real estate and Propnex came about. I see. Was it easy starting Propnex at the, at the first few, first few, first two years oh, of okay. Propnex? Okay. How was it for you? Uh, it's really shocking for you to know. <laughs> We started Propnex 15th July 2000. Six months down the road, we wanted to destroy and break off. Wow. Because among partners, we couldn't agree in alignment. At that time, I haven't crafted my core values. That was my problem. I see. So, how did the birth of Propnex came about? I was so obsessed with one thing economies of scale so that my people can benefit. So quickly, five companies came together those days. And I went there, I took my suitcase and went to pitch to umpteen companies, 20 over real estate bosses. I talked to them, we are small. We cannot add value. We don't have economies of scale. Let us come together. People just say, this young man with the maybe talk, it will not work. But they were true. It's not easy. But eventually, five companies saw that vision. But I was only obsessed with one thing, economies of scale. But the, didn't know the five of us, values were different. Within six months, was supposed to break. But because we started, we held on to it. And because Propnex and the five partners, we were tied in by a franchise agreement that is renewable, every two years. Believe me, for all the Propnex salespersons and the young millennials, thank you so much for trusting in Propnex today. Thanks so much for sharing, Mr. Yeah. Ismail. Thanks for being yeah. vulnerable. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, now we are on to our seventh question. Yeah. Okay. I'm still hoping for that question to come up. Yes! What is his net worth? Hmm. <sighs> okay. I mean, it's open secret because if you, if it is all you can go to SGX and today I'm so happy. Propnex as a company today is um, 570 million or so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so based on my shares, based on my properties, based on what I have, I should at least be half of it. You guys heard it right. Yeah. So it could be more than 100. More than 200, maybe 300, maybe, one maybe more, one. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe more than 1 billion, maybe, possible. Maybe in time to come. <laughs> but as I said, I never anchor on money. Lah. Yes, yeah. that's you, something that I really It's just a byproduct. Yes. You see, one of the key things I always tell all the young people here is, this, hear me please. All rewards and recognition. Rewards your network, rewards your income, your happiness, Whatever, your recognition, number one agent, whatever it is, is a byproduct of anyone working passionately with the belief of adding greater value to people, mankind, and society. So from young, I've never focused on my net worth or my income. It's just a byproduct. Every day, just go and do what is right. Yep. And you'll grow. Thank you for sharing. Good. Okay. Great question. Okay, the eighth question now. We have the last three, three questions. Yes, let's see. With the property market booming and many considering the path to become an agent, 
how do companies ensure or coach new people to remain competitive and relevant? Okay, I mean, this is a very easy question. Yeah. Very, very easy question. Simply because I really think real estate business is, I used to say evergreen, believe me. And I was so clear in my mind when I choose to go into this path. Why I say that? I mean, it may not be so nice the way I put it. Every young couple who want to get married, what is the first thing they want? A roof over their head. Yeah. Every young entrepreneur who wants to start a business, he needs a business space. How many business sometimes can last? Or when the business grow, he have to continue to look for new places. How many marriages even these days last? Yeah. Whether you like or you don't like, if the marriage don't work, they have to move on, put emotions aside. You have to dispose of the property. For all the marriages that last, we are so happy for them. And as they grew in terms of family size or the income, they need to upgrade. For those people who over leverage and stress or lost their job, they need to downsize. So can it ever be a time that there is no requirement for real estate transactions, whether it's SaaS, whether it's Asian financial crisis, whether it's a global crisis or it's a cooling measure? I don't matter. It doesn't matter. So as a millennial, as a new agent, is what is your value proposition to the people around you? It is not your age, it's your knowledge. It is about your values. It's about being with the right group of people to make a difference to others. So I think it's a business that is evergreen and will be there for a long time. I see. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, okay, two more. Two more questions. Yes. Pick your fate. Okay, Okay, sure. This is going to be the one. I think this is zero, right? Yeah, this one. No. Okay, this one. You're asking what is the overriding and income. And Mr. Esma doesn't earn overriding Yeah, I don't income. earn That's overriding. Right. Other people do. Yes. But I'm happy. Okay, yeah. this is the one. Ah! What is okay, your okay. greatest fear? So we always see it as a very strong mm, income, obviously. Mm, mm, but there must be fears, right? No, but you'll you be so surprised. Uh, when you say about greatest fear, I can be very emotional. I've cried on stage. Uh, uh, that's okay, yeah. uh, and I think it's, it's a man who can cry doesn't make him any weak. Of course. I think he's able to connect and touch and be real. My greatest fear is anything being claustrophobic. So you, you, to cut the story short, um, uh, I experienced almost a death at the operating theatre during the prep stage because I went breathless. And after the recovery of the operation, I had a huge nightmare. Even middle of the night, I wake up, I panic, worrying, do I, am I breathing right? Can I breathe right? Yeah. I come to office, I dare not take the lift alone. Mm. I go to a toilet, let's say a handicapped toilet, and I lock, you know, sometimes the lock lever, and suddenly it cannot open. Therefore, I cannot be confined. You don't restrict me. Yeah. So much so for a good five years, I never even take aeroplane. Wow. Cannot. Wow. Because if I say I want to go out, allow me to go out. How can I come out of the plane? Yeah, I will die. It's true, it's true. Yeah. But I overcome that in the last four years. Wow. So now I travel. Now I, got, I don't have this fear. Yes. La. I don't have this fear. Thanks for sharing. Mm. Good. All right. The last golden question of the day. Before you have to go for meetings. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Okay. This one. Oh, it's <laughs> Two. This one. Okay. 
Okay, this is something that I think someone who has followed your content quite often, mm. he said, you mentioned that success is not defined by material wealth, but with authority and money, has there been any instances where your stance might have wavered? And if so, how do you find your footing back? Oh, okay. Great question. Perfect question. To Believe me, never in my life, never, so far, bless. And I hope the Almighty will help me and I'll be guided by this. <coughs> money will not blind me. I'm absolutely sure. Because I don't have a fear, I don't have a fear if Propnex is tomorrow number two or number three, or if I am being removed as a CEO, I will have no fear. The reason here is this, I already said I'm blessed and I just want to do the right thing. Maybe if I say this, I feel like this, every one of us, every listener out there, Every one of you, we are an angel created by the Almighty of whatever faith you believe. We come to this world, we have a purpose. Whether you choose to be a real estate or whether you choose to be a doctor, the calling is yours. But we have a purpose. I mean, that's my own thinking, it's my own analogy. And I'm quite certain each and every one of us out there are born as an angel with a purpose. Yep. Let's continue to do that. Yep. Never be blinded. Always be guided. Yep. And with that, all of us can achieve huge amount of success, happiness, contentment, compassion, and it is never money and material absolute. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Because I think that everybody comes on this earth with a purpose. And most importantly is that we need to live a positive then before we leave this earth. Good. Thank you so much. I'm for going to today. give you one chance. Yes. I don't know, whatever, all the 10 I answered, I finished. <laughs> because you are the leader of this group, I'm not Thank going to you. pick. I give you a bonus question. You can ask anything that is not being picked or you want to ask. Wow, this is an amazing question. Mm. Okay. What is your plan uh, for your life for the next 20 years? Mm. Interesting question. Yeah. Are you going to retire anytime soon? No, no, not, no. not soon. I mean, of course, yeah. But sure, I, yeah. sure, sure. I think, I think a lot of you should read my book, Timeless Gift. Yeah. Timeless Gift is an amazing, amazing book. It was one of the best sellers. But I don't think it's available the hard copy these days. I wrote that about more than 10 years ago. I believe a life quadrant. I, I, I in fact, trademark a life quadrant. I made it to 20 years, 40, 60, 80, 20 years per quadrant. The first 20 years, what we do, we go and study education and values. These are the two most important found, foundation years. 20 to 40, most of you are there now. What is most important to me? I mean, it's the most toughest quadrant. You get married, you have a career, you want to buy a house, you want to accumulate, you want to create a name. Toughest time, and you may still have a child. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of you will have even trouble. Yeah. Yep, divorce and things like that and so on. But it's the most, but of all the things that you are doing, there's one thing you must do right. In my view, investment. Yeah. Only when you invest right at least 20 to 40, it will give you reward in your third quadrant and the fourth quadrant. Which is 40, 60 and 60 Yeah. I am 57, going to the tail end 
of my third, third quadrant. quadrant. Yeah. And what is this whole third quadrant? Is about sharing the joy with your loved ones. I see. You see, believe me. My mom and dad, my dad is 96, staying with me. Blessed and he's healthy. But they need huge amount of medical care. Can you provide? So when you are 50 to 60, when you are 50, your children will be 20. They want to go to a university. Can you provide? Whether how much you can provide dependent on 20 to 40 what you did, right? I mean, you heard my journey earlier. I invested, I bought this one. You have to invest. So in the third quadrant, it's all about taking care of your loved ones. 60 to 80, you should not be working so hard just because you need the money, but you want to continue to work because you want to make a difference and be a little bit more towards early matters, be spiritual, give to society, be a happy person. And I'm looking forward. And you ask me, I still think I got a good 13 years more. Yes. Up to age 70. Yes. Before I say that I had enough. Yes. Yeah. You work very hard. As long as I'm blessed. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for today. Okay, appreciate that. Yep. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you, thank you. So thank on behalf you. of all the millennials who are watching this, if you are from Prop Next Gen, those that are under 30s, or if you are a millennial from any other agency, or you're just a millennial wanting to get some inspiration, thank you so much, Mr. Ismail, for today. And indeed, indeed, my really pleasure. The heartfelt sharing that we have. Really appreciate thank that. Thank you so much. Thanks. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. I hope you have enjoyed this very special interview with the CEO himself. And if you love this video, remember to give us a like, subscribe to our channel, and leave us some positive comments. And let us know who is the next guest you want us to bring into our studio. Thank you so much for watching this episode with us.